Welcome once again to The Real Money Show. And on this show, we are going to be discussing lots of year-end items and preparing for 2020. This is a show about physical gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamond ownership. It's about the hows, the whys of these hard assets and how they protect and grow your wealth in these challenging economic times. Remember, we are not your financial planners, and you should always do your due diligence before making any purchase. The number to call, one eight seven seven eight silver That's one eight seven seven eight silver or the website, guildhallwealth.com. There you can request a free investor package, subscribe to our weekly newsletter, or speak directly with a Guildhall associate like myself or Jeremy and get started right away. I am the host of the show, Darren Long. I'm the Senior Vice President of Sales with Guildhall Wealth Management. And Jeremy, who will be here momentarily, is the Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. And we're both very pleased to be here, wishing everyone a warm holiday season as you prepare for what hopefully will be an excellent New Year's. Let's go to the first topic. All right, on this end of year show, turning into the new year so much excitement in the marketplace jeremy and it has been a tremendous year for gold and silver a rebound year if you will into what is now considered to be the next phase of this major bull market and one of the major themes that we dealt with throughout the year and all the shows that we talked about was the federal reserve of the u.s bank and their reversal on the markets. Now, they have not acknowledged a recession. We all know this is the front end of a recession, and it may have already silently happened, as many points of data are showing. But three things that they did were, one, they reversed their course on interest rates. They began to print money in the form of the repo markets that you've heard so much about, which has inadvertently simply become the new quantitative easing, if you will. And three, they are pointing out that there are some ominous warning signs. And that has happened from the IMF. Christine Lagarde, before she left the IMF this year, went on about the ominous warning signs in the marketplace. We know liquidity is starting to get crunched quite a bit. Uh, you know that banks are having issues the world over. Brexit has been a huge theme. But on this reversal of sorts in the way they are approaching the markets, the Fed in particular have made it very clear there is a necessity to consistently interject, if you will, into the marketplace, a condition which wouldn't exist in a good, solid growth market. But here we are. You know, if we think about 2018 and the conversations we were having with many experts in the market, they were all they were all saying how that the Fed is raising interest rates so that they have got room to lower interest rates come a, come a recession, meaning they need to put bullets into the chamber. That was the speak, right, Darren? We joked about it. And the question was is how high can they raise rates before they pop the bubble of their own creation? And we were not drinking the Kool-Aid back in 2018 when the Fed was raising interest rates because, you know, the conversations we were having and the things that we, we were looking at day to day. And then, um, and our listeners know that. And then all of a sudden, 2019 comes around and the Fed starts dropping interest rates. Mm -hmm. And... It, and we were sitting there saying, well, the, the recession isn't quite here, yet they're doing it. 
and they were saying, well, we're, we're doing it as a prevention, uh, a mid-course adjustment, if you will. I don't care what you call it. You're lowering interest rates, which was very good for gold. Um, but th what persists is bad news is good news, right? Lowering interest rates should be seen as we're trying to fend off a recession. Then the Fed goes further and starts printing money to, to bail out the, the repo market. So you've got a lot going on that says we're actually in a recession the way the Fed is acting. It's like a bad relationship. Don't listen to what, to what they say, right? Don't listen to the excuses. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll be better next time, blah, blah, blah. Watch the actions. And the actions of the Fed look like the U.S. is already in a recession, or they're trying to fight one off in a big, big way, and what makes them so scared? Well, again, if you're worried like we are, and you've been listening to this show throughout the year, and you want to get a good start to 2020, a new decade, a new approach, a new asset in your portfolio, call the number, one eight seven seven eight silver or go over to guildhallwealth.com. There you can get a free investor package. There is no obligation. You can learn more about gold and silver and why you might benefit from owning it in your portfolio and also find out about natural fancy colored diamonds. That number, one eight seven seven eight silver will also connect you to a Guildhall associate directly. That is what we suggest you try if you've been thinking like we are about what is happening. Now, Jeremy, as we go to break here in our first segment, the year of gold, very important. We just mentioned what is happening in the Federal Reserve. We're going to be talking about the ominous signs that are before us. And some are, are not so bad, but many are terrible. And gold, despite all of this, since late 2018, up over 23%. This year alone, up 12 plus percent. And we've been as high as 1550. Uh, certainly bodes well for going forward. And I think we're going to talk more about central bank buying. Who around the world was taking their gold home and why is that important? That's whole countries that were repatriating their gold. And we're going to talk silver as well and why it has yet to do what gold has done and what we expect of it in the next couple of months as we move into 2020. That and much, much more. So we encourage you to stay tuned during this short break. You are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Back with more of The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. And I want to congratulate everybody, A, who has tuned in throughout this year. It's been a fantastic year. One of the busiest for Guildhall since we opened our doors in 2002. And also a warm thank you to those who have become clients with Guildhall uh, your business means everything to us. We strive to be better than the next guy. We strive to have the best customer service. And that website, guildhallwealth.com, is where it all starts. Or that number, one eight seven seven eight silver for you to own. Find out more about uh, owning gold, silver, natural, fancy colored diamonds. Jeremy, the year that was, we're ending the year on a bit of a bang, both gold and silver up on the year. Fantastic for both metals. And uh, we just mentioned the Fed's reversal. And really, that sets the tone for everything in 2020 because they've claimed late in the year, in fact, in the middle part of December when we did our show back in the uh, 13th of December, I believe it was, 14th of December, they claimed that that week of there was going to be no more interest rate hikes. And, this was last year. Yeah, this is last year. This is this December. 
And uh, lots of things and claims made, like you said earlier in the show, in fact, uh, that there were claims made that there were going to be, uh, you know, changes coming to interest rates and they never came about. And like you said earlier, in fact, they said interest rates would go higher, but they only put them higher so that they could take them back down again. And they knew it was coming. It's, this is obvious stuff now. It's become common sense. And actually, if you looked at um, the Fed's balance sheet, everything they paid off um in 2018 they they spent it all hmm. right it's it, so it's it's like a v-shape in terms of how much money they've they've grown the balance sheet again well it's the end of year jeremy we keep with us the whole host of articles we've used over the course of the year and i thought maybe it would be fun to try something different as we end this year and go into 2020 why don't we do a random poll on an article and let's talk about the uh, article a little bit and what it meant overall to the world of gold and silver. Here we have articles in front of us right now. Jeremy's flipping through those articles and here comes the article and uh, boom, the article here. He's shaking entitled The Fed Fears an Explosion on Wall Street. Here's how JP Morgan lit the fuse. Ah, discussion on repo, I am guessing. Yes. But again, a very important topic. It's money printing, not repo, not anything else. Don't think of it in any other way other than this is the printing presses turning back on. What does this article say? So this was a pretty recent article. It came in at the end of October. And basically what this article was, was digging in on was that turns out JP Morgan has been using mom and pop's uh, bank accounts and using the fun partially using the funds from those accounts to buy back its own stock. Okay, they're not the only they're not the only company on Wall Street buying back their own stock, but the article goes in to talk about why. Mm -hmm. And the thing is is that the executives get paid bonuses on well, A, they get paid out in stock, and B, they get paid out on stock performance. So when the the head executives get together, they say, Oh, what do you want to do? Well, why don't we just buy back some stock? Um, mm -hmm. you know, that way our, our the stock that we do get for a bonus we uh, it's it's a, a good value and number two um you know if we push the stock price up we're going to get a bigger bonus so they get a double whammy jp morgan chase is the largest uh, bank in the united states has a 1.6 trillion in deposits from more than 5,000 retail bank branches spread across all of the u.s and that stock buying believe it or not is about $77 billion worth since 2013. Go on. Now, they're using bank depositors in part to do this, but they also pulled their money, their liquidity, out of the repo market in order to do this. And so this article talks about the reason why the Fed had to step up repo ops, repo operations, which is because they're having to fill the void that JP Morgan has left because JP Morgan doesn't want to lend money to other banks. They'd rather buy back their own stock with the money. Right. So they would have had an additional $77 billion floating out there in lendable money to the public, which is the service they're supposed to provide as a bank. But in fact, having spent it on their own stocks, the 1% of the JP Morganers who are making a ton of money already got real rich this year. Fantastic. Good news. Yeah. But what does it mean for precious metals? It just goes to show what these buybacks are all about that these buybacks do have a limit you can only you can only borrow so much money you can only take so much money from depositors you can only move it from other places like the repo market the feds already covering that 
Well, that means other banks can't buy back stock as a result. They're too busy borrowing money. And now when they borrow the money, they have to buy treasuries with it, as we talked about on last week's show. So there's limits to these things. And I think that uh, this type of article and the explosive nature of it, what it reveals, shows that there's going to be some limits to this. So when the market does start going down, look, we've had a year where both gold and silver and the Dow went up at the same time. Even the U.S. dollar went up a little bit at the same time. What happens when those, when the Dow and the dollar starts to decline because of these type of explosions? All right, let's stay on the topic of gold and silver. Of course, we're going to talk natural fancy colored diamonds. We come back, and uh, the idiocy that has become making the likes of CEOs of J.P. Morgan like Jamie Dimon much more rich than they already are, billionaires multiple times over. Instead of thinking logically, could we have become our own central banks? We're going to talk about that theme when we come back and how gold and silver fits into that, as well as where are the prices of gold and silver heading? Something I know all of our listeners want to hear from us. You are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management, the number one eight seven seven eight silver or the website guildhallwealth.com is there for you. If you call the number now, you can speak to a Guildhall associate and you can get in touch with us anytime you'd like to. You are tuned in to Global News Radio 640 Toronto. You are still tuned in to The Real Money Show. We want to thank you for staying tuned in. And on our year-end show here as we get ready for 2020, we've been talking gold, silver, natural fancy colored diamonds as we do every week in the year that was. Gold up over 12% this year. It's been as high as 1550. We expect the first quarter to be explosive, both silver and gold. We've mentioned the Fed reversal. And this leads us to another topic in the random poll of articles. In between that segment, while we're in, in the middle of commercial break, you pulled another article out. This one, called Gold Price Going to 1700 Soon, says billionaire Paul Tudor Jones from Bloomberg. And uh, that article came to us in the spring. Yep. We did it on the show in the spring, and it brings up the topic, which we were going to discuss, uh, of uh, billionaires and wealthy individuals who are now buying physical gold. It's you know, not a paper game for them anymore. You know, what's interesting is when this article came out, the price of gold was trading around uh, the mid-1300 range, so mm -hmm. 1330, 1350. And he said, you know, the prices could go $100 lower before it catches a bid. Um, we ended up catching the bid at that point, basically, and getting up to 1550. So, um, you know, it's been a it's been a good year for gold in that sense. And the reasons obviously are, are pretty clear. Um, geopolitical issues. Um, you've got uh, you certainly have supply demand issues in the market, at least at uh, the retail level that we see. And then you've got the the economic environment where the Fed is dropping interest rates and clearly printing money, which has got a lot of people spooked. It, it It's driving the stock market, but it's definitely got people spooked. And so billionaires, Darren, are are getting into the market. In fact, even this past week on the on um, when we taped when we record the radio show, we had an article about why the ultra rich are buying physical gold. Right. So I see here that you've got a list of billionaires who own gold. Well, again, this starts really with a post that we put up on YouTube in March around the same time as that article, which was discussing the wealthy buying gold. And you had some clips, which you can go and see anytime. If you're a listener to the show, we have a YouTube channel. We'd love for you to use that channel and take a peek at this from back in March, where you highlighted in this particular a small video clip four individual wealthy individuals who either were part of funds uh, or very wealthy individuals talking to market base 
uh, as economists or otherwise involved in these markets who themselves are buying gold and talking about it as a hedge. One in particular, Sam Zell, he's an American billionaire businessman. He's the founder and chairman of Equity International, which is a private investment firm. It's focused on real estate, talked about having gold for nothing more than just a hedge. Well, welcome to Guild Hall's world because we've talked about the insurance policy of gold and using it as a hedge for a long time. But lo and behold, so does Ray Dalio, again, another investment billionaire who's made a ton of money. And hedge fund managers like Ray Dalio, the world over, are now tuning in not to paper, but to physical gold. Ounces that can't be printed, they're stored, they're taken out of the system, and that's the trend for 2020. Yeah, Ray Dalio was really vocal in 2019 about the markets and where he thinks things are going, and he definitely talked about gold a lot. He actually wrote a, uh, he wrote a couple really incredible essays on his LinkedIn account, and the most recent was talking about how the economy isn't growing because the world has gone completely mad, and he talked about the world, just the system being broken and that the central banks are handing out cheap money to investors who are injecting it into companies that are often unprofitable and don't contrib contribute to the growth of the economy. And then he attacked the economy's ballooning debt and disproportionate access to credit, which is fueling a wealth gap. So he's seeing, again, geopolitical issues, social issues. And a lot of these social issues were born out of the 2008 crisis and the papering over of that whole crisis, um, which has led to populism and, and the growth of socialism and these type of things. So uh, Ray Dalio has been incredibly vocal. We definitely recommend that you check out his LinkedIn and read those essays. And again, another billionaire who owns gold. One eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. That's the website. The ominous signs are here. Billionaires don't make these decisions to add gold to their portfolios without seeing those signs. And who else? Who else is on the list there? On the list on that YouTube uh, on that YouTube clip was Frank Justra, who is the Canadian businessman. You might know him. He's the founder of Lionsgate Entertainment, uh, heavily involved in financing mining operations. He's a philanthropist. He's been in the spotlight many a times in the Canadian uh, economy. Uh, Naguib Sawaris is the founder of Global Telecom Holding, SAE, and Wind Telecom. He occupies the position of chairman of Gemini Development. Again, huge gold proponent. Uh, Hugo Salinas Price, Mexican billionaire, telecom billionaire, uh, basically owns everything you can think of in Mexico. Also, huge proponent. In fact, so much so that he's talked throughout the last couple of years of going back to uh, a more standard uh, gold back or silver backed economy. And these are the kind of people who make change in the industry. We're going to talk moving forward in the next segment about how 2020 will all will be uh, more focused on the physical versus the paper. That's a great topic. And that in my uh, might say will be the theme of 2020. Uh, you are listening to The Real Money Show. I want to remind everybody, the number to call is one eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. Remember, end of year is important. Take stock of what's important to you and your family, but make sure your wealth is insured. That's having the hedge of gold and silver, natural fancy colored diamonds, and making certain that you do it now. We'll be right back on The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. You're tuned in to Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back once again to The Real Money Show. Thank you for staying tuned. And as we prepare for 2020, Jeremy, 
No discussion about going forward would be complete without taking stock of where we've been. So this has been a show about how well gold and silver have done this year. We'll touch on silver in just a minute. A little bit about the reversal of mentality in the marketplace. We've touched on billionaires who are not buying physical. And it's opened the door to a theme that we're going to see become very prevalent, I believe, and that you share, I I believe, that same sentiment uh, in 2020, which is that there's going to be uh, a significant uptick in the amount of physical buying versus paper buying we saw this late in the year you brought an article to our attention in mid-december in fact that was showing a chart that had been tracking gold physical versus gold etf buying since 2016 where they were once reversed there was more paper buying than there was physical buying they are now gone the other way as the end of 2019 passes and we come into 2020 That theme is very prevalent, and in fact, going into 2020, some could even argue that that theme, that mentality of, I want to own the real physical, is a reason why our registered accounts at Guildhall have become so popular and have been the fastest growing segment of what Guildhall does. Yeah, you know, when we speak to RSP clients, one of the things that um, I think you'd agree we hear more often than not is we're changing course. We'll, we'll ask clients, why gold? You know, we, we know why gold. We're talking on the show, but what made the decision for you? And they'll often say, the stock market's gone way too high for way too long. Something's going to give. I feel like it's time to make a change. Oftentimes, people who maybe have mutual funds are looking at their funds and saying, well, the mainstream media is saying everything is going so great but I haven't seen returns in my in my mutual funds for the past couple of years, and I thought everything was going so fantastically well. So I think maybe it's time for a change. So I think everyone is sort of exhausted by this expansion um, narrative that's out there, and they're looking for something different, and they're saying, you know, we're not going to have a big window of opportunity to make this type of diversification for a portfolio. So we see as well that big trend towards the physical and not only that but also the allocated physical which is something that really Guildhall is a leader of in the industry to the chagrin of even our wholesalers who are, who will say why do you have to allocate all of this and we tell them it's because our clients want it and that's why it's so popular and uh, like you said people are buying the actual physical product they, they're following the motto if you can't hold it you don't own it and that's exactly what we do in the registered accounts we help people buy the actual physical product held in a depository they can go to the vault personally audit their holdings and what's really interesting and i think this is this speaks to the potential for next year is oftentimes one of our four fundamentals is supply and demand well this sea change and trend of towards physical product we are seeing the signs of tension and stress in the physical market there are such delays on physical product and we're the the wholesalers are having a tough time filling the orders uh you know royal canadian mint was back ordered they're back ordered now probably until february at this point uh to fill orders and so you can see this demand for the physical demand for the physical and yet where's the price well, it can't. You can't keep putting that much pressure on the physical market without the market breaking and and the market going sky high in terms of physical price. And one of the things, Darren, is the ratio. We saw close to ninety to one silver to gold ratio, and that was actually one of the best buying opportunities of the year. It was indeed. And two points on that particular topic of registered accounts. 
One, 2020 means that there is an additional $6,000 worth of contribution room to your tax-free savings account. If you are looking to open up one with Guildhall, the number first off to get the information package or to speak with somebody, one eight seven seven eight silver or the website where you can go and we will in turn respond to your request for information, guildhallwealth.com. With this, the TFSA dollar limit announcement, uh, the total contribution room available for 2020 for someone who has never contributed and has been eligible for a TFSA since its introduction in 2009, it's a whopping $69,500 that you can put into a TFSA, buy gold and silver, you own it, it's yours, serial number's there, can visit your product, touch it, hold it, all of the various things we talk about that are important and unique to Guildhall. And best of all, it's tax-free going forward. We get this big boom that we're expecting. We're going to talk about this in the next segment uh, regarding pricing in gold and silver. And on top of this all, you still get some free gold as a thank you for coming aboard. In fact, every 5000 U.S. you put into the registered accounts and i don't care if it's tfsa rsps if it's a riff lifts liras locked in rsps spousal rsps any of them every five thousand us you put in we're giving you a free gram of gold up to a maximum of 10 grams that's our thank you for coming aboard and our welcome to guild hall we'll continue to do that in 2020 it's a favorite of our clientele and uh, more to come on the registered accounts as well as our thoughts on where the pricing goes for gold silver and natural fancy colored diamonds in 2020 and much much more you are tuned into the real money show with guild hall wealth management on global news radio 640 toronto welcome back to the real money show thank you for staying tuned and we want to thank you for being a listener, a valued listener, as we end 2019 and look forward to 2020, a brand new decade, lots of prosperity to be had out there if you know where to look for it. And in particular, we've been talking throughout this year, Jeremy, about a number of important topics, and one of them, very important. It's that change in mentality, the overall change in mentality. If you break it down, it's the... Um, way people think we talked about the theme of physical buying versus paper that's on the growth the physical buying and i think part of that darren is there's this trend towards being out of the financial system because people remember what happened in 2008 and the panic and they don't they don't want that counterparty risk this time around and i think that's partly why um, investors are moving towards physical that's being held outside the banking system. Well, if you thought that the middle class in the world suffered during 2007-8, wait until the next time around. Now the middle class has very little indisposable income. Their savings rates are all near zero the world over. And where they're going to get the money to weather the storm, I have no idea, Jeremy. I only hope that they come to their common senses and add good, solid assets that can protect them, like gold and silver. You know, one of the of debt. you know one of the themes that was out there was this idea coming from central banks and you know the likes of the IMF talking about unintended consequences of malinvestment because interest rates have been so low for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, we have a new trend in 2019, which was the negative interest rates. Good question for 2020. Are they going to come to come to North America? Are we going to see negative interest rates here? But when interest rates are so low, you can't just put your money in the bank. Savers are punished. So they have to go out and take risk. Now, those risks can pay off in the beginning, right? 
you you leveraged yourself you were able to borrow cheap you got a bunch of real estate fantastic you made a ton of money actually even lately Darren we've been talking to clients who made great money and then got out of the market and then watched the real estate continue to to rise um, but for how long it's been going for so long for so far things have limits Things are changing, and I think, again, that's why people are coming to Precious Metals because they say, look, this, the real estate market's been doing so good. I was very successful with it, but I don't see this continuing the way it was over the last decade. Well, the real estate market in the U.S. is certainly coming full circle now. We're seeing declining values in most of the major centers in the U.S. Here at home in Canada, certainly we've seen the peak of a market come and go, 2017 spring, arguably the peak. Whether or not this is a soft landing remains to be seen, but home values are certainly not what they were. Right, and what what you do notice, especially when we speak to we, you know, we have a lot of um, real estate clients um, and. One of the things they talk about is this kind of like seesaw pattern that's happening where there's pockets of things doing really well, other places maybe not doing so well. And I think this sort of back and forth seesaw type of thing is something we've also seen all year long with the tariffs. Well, the tariffs are an important particular topic because if you look at the tariff talks, they could inadvertently impact so much across broad markets. And although some might argue Trump's uh, stance on tariffs and what it means to the U.S. is arguably a very patriotic stance, it's something that he believes strongly in and his government supported initially. Others view it you as... Mean taxing, taxing taxing people. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Others view it as uh, more money, disposable income, taken out of their pocket. And as it relates to real estate markets, it's a very important point because steel was a hot topic this year in tariff talks. And as it relates to gold in particular, a very, very hot correlation. In fact, in 2018, in the fall, Jeremy, September in 2018, is when we first hear all this stuff happening, tariff talks start to kick in, you really start to see the first tariffs come to fruition. The price of gold on paper per ounce, $1,200 an ounce. And I mean, one could argue that we were due for a new uptick in the price, a new bull leg of this big bull market. But I think that this is what has uh, played well into the reasons for owning gold and silver. So congratulations to those that took advantage of it. But this is what we expect more of in 2020. We do expect softening real estate markets. You're not going to see folks, and you have to acknowledge it. You're not going to see a home which is uh, was priced in 2011 at 400000 which is now 900000 be $1.8 in another four years. It's going to be either it stays at 900000 loses a little bit of value, or unless you upgrade it or move into a more metropolis core, those home values are not going to last. It's yes. just a fact of life. Yes, yeah, smaller, smaller and smaller units. But you you right. end up with this. You know, a decade ago it was, hey honey, if we borrow an extra hundred and fifty thousand, we can get this property. Doesn't that sound fantastic? Yippee. And then real estate prices go up. And then it's Hey, honey, we have to. If we can borrow three hundred thousand dollars, we can get into this property. Property is the same size, and so on and so forth to the point where you're saying, "Am I really going to borrow five to eight hundred thousand dollars to get into this market?" Right? And the bank says, "We'll lend it to you," <laughs> right? Which starts to become an irresponsible tact by the bank 
and this is why you end up with over leverage and low savings and that is a recipe for disaster and again some people are successful especially the ones that got in early um, or even midway but just like the bitcoin bonanza from a couple years ago it's like you don't know a bubble until it's burst so you jump in at fifteen thousand dollars because you think it's going to thirty thousand and before you know it it's trading back down to ten and you're down well, if it becomes evident that no feasible agreement in 2020 on trade is going to be made, especially prior to Trump's re-election uh, bid, stocks are going to potentially explode to the downside, and they will reverse course along with all other major markets. If a major sell-off ensues, I can think of no better piece of insurance to have in my portfolio than physical gold and silver. To get some, call the number, one eight seven seven eight silver or go to the website, guildhallwealth.com. Get yourself some free information. There is no obligation, but we want you to be educated to make good decisions. You are tuned into The Real Money Show. Please stay tuned. You're coming back for the last segment of 2019. We have some thank yous and some information, and we'll talk more about Jeremy's crystal ball. Is it broken, or can he see right through and into the future? You are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And we have arrived. You're back listening to The Real Money Show, the last segment of 2019. Jeremy, I have been uh, very excited about what this year has brought about for our clients and continue to be. And we want to make certain that along with gold and silver, everyone knows 2020 is a big year for natural fancy colored diamonds. The reasons... Well, they're tenfold. Where do I start? The expectation of higher pink prices based on the Argyle mines closing. That's happening this year, folks, in 2020. A very exciting time. And in addition to that, you're also going to see prices in all colored diamond markets rise and these valuations continue to go higher and higher. So we want to thank you especially those who invested in colored diamonds in 2019. And we want to tell you to hold on because what lies ahead is extremely exciting. Jeremy, your thoughts for 2020 on natural fancy colored diamonds, quickly as you can. Well, we know that the Argyle mine's closing. That means that the supply of those diamonds are going to be gone forever. That means over the next several years, only the secondary market is going to be the supplier of quality pink diamonds. And I think that that is going to pull along the entire market. We've seen uh, all diamonds doing well, yellows holding their own, pinks moving higher, blues moving higher. I think that it's it's an integral part of a hard asset portfolio, uh, especially you know when, if you're talking about you know, when we open up accounts with Questrade, there's always the, what are your liquid assets? What are the things like stocks and bonds that you could sell very quickly? And then what are the non-liquid assets like your house and your cottage? The things that really build wealth in a portfolio. And that's what natural fancy color diamonds are. They're real estate in your pocket. So we're really excited about what's going to be happening in the diamond market for 2020. Now, for the metals in 2020, let's sum up everything we've talked about, Darren. Well, Fed reversals. First off, the Fed has changed course. The largest economy in the world, the U.S. economy, is now protecting uh, against recessionary pressures that have already been felt. It's a very stealthy recession. It's already here, folks. You've got to accept it. You've got to deal with it and protect yourself before it gets much, much worse. That's one major theme. A second, you've seen on the heels of that acknowledgement the change in mentality about money printing. They call it repo. It's overnight purchases. 
and uh, uh, protection of liquidity for banks and those holding positions overnight. Uh, again, a very complex world, but when it's boiled down to its basic contents, it's money printing. And you talked about J.P. Morgan taking that big tranche of about $77 billion off the table. The Federal Reserve had to come to everyone's savior because they are the biggest bank. Yeah, the, the balance sheet is growing, and that's what you need to pay attention to. And what this is all going to come down to, we can throw out a million factors, Darren. It's all going to come down to confidence. How much confidence do you have in the government? How much confidence do you have in the value of the money? How much confidence do you have in the financial system? These are all reasons why it's important to have a hedge in your portfolio, like all the billionaires are doing and all the very wealthy out there are doing. And the question becomes, well, where is gold and silver headed to next? All right, so I'm going to talk about it from a percentage standpoint. I'll, uh, I'll lead the discussion because I know you already have the crystal ball and you're looking into it right now. You can tell us in a minute where you're going. I'm going to go out on a limb and I'm going to say gold is going to more than exceed this year's gain. So we're going to get better than 13% next year, which I believe will be closer to 20 to 30% return on gold next year. Silver, I think as good as gold is, silver has the potential to be huge. I think it goes up more than 20% next year. Yeah, I think that heading into the 20s, I think that by the end of the 20s, I think silver will be trading in the triple digits. You know, if you look in the past at what silver has done, for example, you see these massive spikes very, very quickly. 1980, perfect example. Three months, it goes from 5 to $50. In 2010, 11, it goes from basically a low of $17 up to $48. So things can happen very, very quickly in the market. I've never seen the market so tight. I've never seen the market have such a lack of physical product out there. There's a whole slew of paper, but there's a trend towards people owning physical, not paper. So I think that this market is potentially incredibly explosive. But I agree with you, Darren. I think that gold and silver could easily see double digits gains in 2020, just like we saw in 2019. All right, that's it for 2019 for Guildhall Wealth Management and The Real Money Show. We want to thank you for staying tuned in and uh, being a listener throughout the year. New clients, clients who have built their positions, added to their positions, and even those who continue to listen and may no longer be with us. We want to thank you for doing so. It's important to us, and we wish you all the best in 2020. We'll be back in another week's time. A safe and happy New Year's to everyone, and stay Stay safe while you're out there and take care of those that are less fortunate. Give a little extra this time of year. Keep people warm. Keep people fed and uh, look out for one another. We want to thank you. The number to call one eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com is the website. You've been tuned in to Global News Radio 640 Toronto.